0: morning, everyone. I don't know if you know what the colors on the American flag are for. Does anybody know what the the colors on the American flag are for? Do anybody know what the color red is for? uh, The blood of the sacrifice for our freedom. We remember the blood of Jesus Christ and uh, his sacrifice. The the blue is for uh, integrity and the white is for purity, for the cause. I'm so thankful to be an American. How about you? I've been in other countries before and uh, we have such an amazing uh, temporal country and I am deeply thankful for that. You know, we have freedom of religion. We don't need to have underground churches uh, because uh, our founding fathers believe there is no king but King Jesus. And uh, But uh, it's absolutely amazing. You talk about tolerance these days. Uh, Actually, they were uh, the most tolerant because they secured people's freedoms uh, like no other country before. How am I doing? Am I on now? I'm green, so there you go. So I hope you all heard what I had to say. And so we need to be deeply thankful for the the amazing freedom we have you know there's so much that we could complain about but the reality is is we still have an amazing country that allows us the freedom freedom of faith it was, my fault. It was your fault okay all right. it's all right i was i loud enough for everybody before that's good okay all right well let's grab our bibles and and uh turn to the book of psalms i got a couple of words of encouragement here and a couple uh, announcements to those first, but turn to the book of Psalms, uh, chapter 22. Hey, Desi, you're such a sweet soul, a true example of perseverance and rejoicing through trials. Love your sweet smile. There you go. All right, here we go. Ryan, so thankful for your good and honest heart. And I would say, hope your eyeball gets good too. So, Amen. all right, Ryan, great message. We appreciate your willingness. To get up and share a powerful prayer message despite your pain. It's a great reminder that our praying powerfully changes the world in more uh, in more ways than one. Amen. That's awesome. All right. And then uh, announcements just real quick. No call age tomorrow, obviously. Fourth of July celebrations going on all over the place. And so uh, Wednesday and, and uh, Sunday evening is going to be at the Kirkpatrick's starting tonight. So uh, don't uh, go to the wrong homestead. So uh, tonight and Wednesday and throughout the month of July we'll be at the Kirkpatrick's except for on the 31st in the evening uh, we're going to be all trumping out to the Drillinger's homestead. We're having ourselves a little bit of a barbecue and uh, also to a little Lord's Supper and a little family movie. Now many of you already know that uh, uh, when the Lord's Supper was first instituted it was in the evening. A twilight and so we're gonna we're gonna get real close to what that we see in that in the, the scripture so and they also did a love feast so is the barbecue a love feast i don't know we'll find out come and show up all right so um also to the fellowship dinner this this month is on the 20th wednesday the 20th and then finally <laughs> g4 summit coming up august 4th through 5th and uh, we got some folks coming from alvador uh, we got some folks coming from back east and uh, we got lots of folks coming from the assembly here, so uh, pretty excited about that. It'll be great. Oh, and we do have is coming down from uh, Portland, so it'll be great. Hope you can make it. If you got more questions, let me know. I'm sending out a flyer email coming up this week uh, for all the guys uh, in the congregation. All right, any other announcements? We got a birthday that we need to sing happy birthday to. Justine, where are you? I know you're at home with your kids. We're going to sing to you. But we missed two birthdays last week. Whose were they? Who are you pointing to? Is it Brian's? Oh, Braxton. Braxton? okay. Not you? No. Okay, we'll okay, we'll do Braxton. Yeah, you're obviously watching. I was before. Oh, and Pam. Oh, well,
1: was We have the whole plan in
0: June and July. Is that right? We'll just sing happy birthday. Okay, great. <laughs> so was yours just recent Twenty first. okay so we missed that one too right no yes it went on by oh well we're still gonna <laughs> sing to you or sing to you it well i know what do. of course i could tell by the extra gray hair or so <laughs> <laughs> no hair here we go hope you're watching at home <laughs> Braxton and Justine We're saying to you and your dad <laughs> And all the others in June Happy birthday to you Happy birthday to you Happy birthday God bless you Happy birthday to you Got all choked up, man There you go Hey Andrew, would you go get me a bottle of water? I got a feeling I'm not going to make it through Having a hard time. We're not even getting started yet. The triad of cornerstone of truth. The triad cornerstone. Most cornerstones are square. I was working on my uh, shop yesterday. I'm getting it ready for Andrew to paint, and I'm slaying all of the crazy vines in the back of our shop. That tells you how uh, awful it is. There's creeping into our our uh, shop. So I got all those. And there's a cornerstone. Believe it or not. In, in this shop's foundation. I, I thought, well, that's kind of strange. Uh, I got uh, sad truth though, the guy who ever put the cornerstone down put it crooked. The shop's <laughs> straight, but the cornerstone's crooked. I don't know who did it, but uh, I'm sure glad that's, that's not an example of our Christ, our cornerstone. But did you know that like this tripod here that's holding up the uh, phone, a, a, a three-point uh, foundation like that, is much more stable in any type of terrain. Can you imagine trying to use a four-pointed uh, contraption for a, a camera out in the rugged terrain, or a multi it would be very difficult. But the tripod is super sturdy. And so it's important for us to recognize that the concept of three is power. And there are three important foundational principles to build trust we're moving now to making sure that we have an absolute trust in God and these three points these foundational points of trust they apply to God if you think about it the scriptures this morning as this introductory lesson will show is that these three points actually are fulfilled in the very nature of God now, I want to just list them right, right away. The very first principle, foundational principle, to build trust is character. You can't have trust in someone or something unless there is the character of integrity. Would you drive across a bridge if it did not have structural integrity? Of course you wouldn't. You wouldn't trust it to hold your weight. And so structural integrity in physical realm, also structural integrity in the relational realm. Integrity is critical. Character is critical. But there's more than that. Competence. Competency. Now think about it for just a minute. Would you trust someone with your finances if they were absolutely honest, but they had no clue about accounting or irs issues they were just going to be going okay we'll give it the best shot we can trust me well i trust you're a man of integrity but i do not have uh, trust in your competence to get it done you have to have both but let's say for example the guy's got integrity and uh, he's got competence but he's a fly-by-night kind of guy he's not consistent He's not consistent. There's a flaw there, and you need to have all three. Well, we're going to see today that God is absolutely a being that is perfect in integrity, perfect in power and competence, and is a constant that is unchanging. You can build your life upon God and his word because of those three things being absolutes in the very nature of God and his word. Now, you take a look at building a relationship with someone else. You better be looking for those three things in that relationship. I was talking with a young man that was having some frustration with his auto insurance here uh, not too long ago. In fact, it was even last week, I think. And you know, when you're looking for an agent, you want someone who is a man or woman of character, a man or woman who knows and is skilled and experienced in their trade and someone that's not going to be there today and then he's moving on or she's moving on tomorrow. You need those three in building a trust relationship in business. Just think about that in marriage. Just think about that in friendship. Those three, character, competence, and constancy, are critical in building trust. God has fulfilled that And in the next several weeks, we're going to see that God is absolutely constant, that God is absolutely all-powerful, competent in all things. He doesn't make mistakes. He leaves that up to man. And he's absolutely unchanging in his character. So we can trust him. But the reality is this. When we get angry, when we get fearful, when we are worried, that shows that we really don't fully trust him. We need to build that trust. Go back and ask, has he ever failed you? And you might say, well, yeah, he failed me a big way. Maybe it was because you needed to learn something and he didn't grant you what you wanted. He granted you what you needed. See, a lot of people think God is a big sugar daddy. Just give me what I want when I want it. He's not a mcdaddy. He is God Almighty. And he's going to give you what you need. And so when you ask him for things, if it's your need, if it's his will, if your heart is right, he'll grant that to you. But the reality is he's not a mcdaddy. He's not going to sugar daddy. He is going to provide for you what you need. Now, does he love to bless you? beyond the needs that you have absolutely positively like any mom or dad wants to bless their kids with more than just the basics you see our God is an awesome God but we need to first of all recognize that we can trust him in every way and then when we step into obeying his word because we trust him even when it doesn't seem logical when we trust him and he bears out the truth that his integrity is constant, his his capabilities are constant, and he is ever-present all the time and is not walking away, then you can begin to build your character so that your character is is consistent with his character, that your uh, knowledge base and your understanding in relationships will grow. Now look, I'm not skilled in many, many trades, but we should all be skilled in our relationships. Communication is huge. We're going to talk about that in regards to building trust. The last six months of this year, we're going to be talking about trusting God and building a life that's trustworthy because if things go as crazy as I think they might go, we need to depend on each other and we need to be dependable. We need to be responsible. We need to be the ones who aren't going to shake out. People are flooding out of Oregon. Great. It makes those of us who are going to stay, it makes it a lot harder. Thanks a lot for flaking out. Now, you might get mad when I say that, but the reality is that I'm going to stand and fight. you are saying, why are you going to do that? Because there's people here. The church is here. And the fields are white for harvest here. That's why. And so I pray that you'll be with me in this, uh, this initial lesson and then throughout the rest of the, the, the year as we work on trusting God more and building a life that's trustworthy. Let's begin in point number one. They're consistently the same. I'm going to define the, the definition of character. I'm going to give you a quick example. And then we're going to go to the scriptures. One based on God, one based on you and I. So take a look. Point number one. Cornerstone trust principle number one is character. Here's the definition. And I looked at several definitions, both old and new, and I distilled it into a a, a succinct statement. The moral strength of integrity based on a set of defined standards. The moral strength of integrity based upon a set or defined standard. In other words... Ethics is an absolute standard, and we strive to come up to that ethical standard. Morals are fluid. Ethics are fixed. And so we talked about this before. In any profession, there is an ethical standard statement somewhere. Does that mean that all doctors are going to come up to that ethical standard? Unfortunately not. And all construction workers are going to come up to that standard? Unfortunately not. All preachers are going to come up to that standard? Unfortunately not. The reality, though, is, is that if you're going to be a Christ one walking in his footsteps, then as we look to God for the standard for the life of a Christian, then we can begin to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. We have to have an honest and good heart. Did you know that Jesus says that's the one requirement? An honest and good heart. Honest when you read the scriptures and realize, oh, I need to change that. A good heart desiring to do the right thing, to live like Christ. Well, let's take a look here. Psalms chapter 119. Psalms 119. In Psalms 119, there's a beautiful picture here of... A man who is, or God who is absolutely trustworthy. 65 through 68. 119 of verses 65 through 68. Listen to what uh, is spoken here. You have dealt well with your servant, O Lord, according to your word. Teach me good discernment and knowledge, for I believe in your commandments. Therefore, I was afflicted and went astray, but now I keep your word. You are good and do good. Teach me your statutes. Look at verse 68. What does that say about God? It says here, you are good and do good. God is good by nature. God acts and those actions are good. When God speaks, it's a good word. Let me give you an example. When you take a look in the Old Testament, there are very few people that are called good. Noah is one of those people who's called good. And when you take a look at that, you'll find out that Noah walked with God. Noah walked with God. He walked, and that says Literally, he walked lockstep, footstep with God. In other words, he didn't do his own thing. He did what God told him to do, the way God told him to do it, for the reason that God told him to do it. Therefore, God says that Noah was the only good man in his generation. Now, I hope there's more than just one good man, one good woman in this generation. It's important for you to recognize that it's possible. The scripture says in this passage here, Luke 18, rich young ruler runs up to Jesus and says, hey, good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus says, why do you call me good? Only God is good. But what happens when Bill is crucified and God indwells Bill's body? And Bill in humiliation... And servitude serves that one true God. God, Bill then, can become good. So it's important for you to recognize. Let's take a look at Proverbs chapter 10 and verse 9. It's possible for you to be good. It's possible for you to be that man who walks in the footsteps, that woman who walks in the footsteps of God. uh, Proverbs chapter 10 and verse 9. He who walks in integrity walks securely, but he who perverts his ways will be found out. You can walk in integrity. You know, the word integrity we're going to find out uh, uh, as we work through this series of lessons. You know, the word integrity means flawless. Flawless? I can be flawless? Well, someone will say, I I can't be flawless. Flawless? The scriptures teach that it's possible in Christ Jesus. You can overcome those sins that beset you. You can become a person that is blameless in his eyes. The Bible actually says that Old and New Testament for those who will live faithfully for him. Now I want to look at point number two, the cornerstone trust principle number two. What's the definition of that? It's a pretty lofty one as well. The capability of fulfilling a task with the highest level of proficiency based on a set defined standard. Now those words were selected deliberately from the definitions that I looked at. It starts out with the capability. You are capable of the capability of fulfilling a task or a job or a work or a goal with the highest level of proficiency based on a set defined standard. Well, notice that says that you can become the very best in your follow through in any particular work that you do. Now, someone, and I'm just so deeply thankful for this, someone at the end of my teaching career gave me a a little plaque. And it said something like this. It said, continue in your practice of excellence. And then it quoted a scripture from Proverbs. It says, you see a man skilled in his work, he will not stand before obscure men. He'll stand before kings. I love that one. Skilled in his work. I so appreciate that teacher who was a marketing teacher from another school. That was my constant rival in marketing competitions and yet a dear close friend because each of us competing together made each other better and at the end of my teaching career she gave me that plaque i really appreciated that because she understood i was a a christian man you know the person who is skilled in their trade of being a christian Will not stand before mere mortals, but will stand before the King of Kings. And will stand before the the throng of the faithfuls in heaven. And will hear from the King, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter into your rest. It's possible uh, for us. I want you to take a look at Mark chapter 7 and listen to what this beautiful statement says about Jesus. And then I want to hear a statement. We're going to look at a statement from the scriptures about you and I. Luke chapter 7. We'll begin in verse 31. Jesus says, to what then shall I compare the men of this generation? Uh, I don't know if I got the right one. 31, 31, 31. Let's see. Luke chapter 7. Yeah, thank you. Mark chapter 7. I wrote in Luke and mine, and yes, it's Mark chapter 7. Thank you for looking at your lesson plan. You saved me. Again, he went out from the region of Tyre and came into uh, the, through Sidon to the Sea of Galilee within the region of Decapolis. They brought to him one who was deaf and spoke with difficulty, and they implored him to lay his hand on him. Jesus took him aside from the crowd by himself and put his "...fingers into his ears, and after spitting, he touched his tongue with the saliva. And looking up to heaven with a deep sigh, he said to him, uh, whatever that word is, Ephratatha, that is, be opened. And his ears were opened, and the impediment of his tongue was removed, and he began speaking plainly. And he gave them orders not to tell anyone... But the more he ordered them, the more widely they continued to proclaim it. Now, verse 37 is awesome. Look at verse 37. They were, they were utterly astonished, saying, He has done all things well. He, even, he makes even the deaf to hear and the mute to speak. Jesus does all things well. I would say to you that Jesus does all things Perfect. And we're going to look at example after example after example where Jesus, when he teaches, everybody gets something from the lesson. I wish that were the case with me. I'm still working on it. But it's absolutely amazing. Jesus was powerful. And so whatever he did, he did well. Wouldn't that be great if someone said to you, Lars, you do all things well. He'd go, yeah, baby. <laughs> but uh, I know you're a humble guy. I've heard you even say it before. Well, <laughs> right? But look at the scripture in the book of Philippians chapter 4. Now, I don't think Paul's bragging here when he says, says this. Philippians chapter 4. Turn there. Philippians 4. Listen to what the apostle Paul says. it's so amazing. He so appreciates uh, the people that have helped him, the church in, in uh, Colossae helped him so much. Look at verse 13. He says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That sound, kind of sounds like competence, doesn't it? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Now, he's not talking about physical stuff. I can break all things through my own strength. I can't fix them though. So it's not talking about physical things. I have a truck that I've been trying to fix and and I started with one broken thing on the truck and, and it's still up on Jackson. I have three broken things now on my truck. See, that's what happens, you know. I can break all things, not through Christ who strengthens me. I just do it all on my own. So it's not talking about that. It's actually talking about your ability to respond to positively and in a Christ-like manner every challenge that comes your way. Look at the context. He's not talking about how the big muscles or the big smarts for a particular skill set. He's actually talking about your ability to respond to life situations and circumstances with a Christ-like attitude. Read the context. Well, I have to tell you what. I might be able to break my truck, but I sh- and, and, and I may never be able to fix that thing, but I'll tell you one thing. I sure have enjoyed growing in my ability to respond to people differently than what the old man used to respond to people like. It's been amazing, actually. Some of you know me for a long period of time, have actually seen that transformation. And I'm not there yet, I'm not perfect yet, but man, I'm really pushing on to that mark. Why? Someone once, uh, just this last week, shared, because this person missed a Bible study with me, He said, man, I went to work. I forgot all about it. I got called in. I wasn't supposed to be working. I just spaced it out. And and I got, hey, man, I texted back. He said, don't worry about it. How many times have I done that? It's countless times. No problem. I always bring stuff to do. I sat there and got a project done while I was waiting. So no problem. It was perfect. No harm, no foul, buddy. Let's let's put it back together again. Now, there was a day, and some of you know that wasn't only about 20 years ago. I would have been spitting nails. Man, I gave up that time to come see you. And then that's a messed up mindset. That's a selfish mindset, isn't it? Unfortunately, that's the kind of guy that I was. But over time, as God has worked in me and through me, now I can say what? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. If one thing doesn't work out, I'm going to move on to the next. I'm going to keep going forward and in, in building that relationship or relationships if i would have got mad at that guy if i would have guilted him you better not do that again man if you've got a man of character you're going to step right up and get it done you know what when i point my finger at them man how guilty am i see that's a fool's errand to do that but like christ being patient stepping into that relationship encouraging them Hey, no harm, no foul. There really wasn't. Man, if I am sit there and it's all about me and that time was for them and they're supposed to get it off. Look, if you have a servant's heart, it's all about other folks. That's powerful. So competence. It's not talking about competence in a trade. It's about competence in manifesting the character of Christ. Character manifest competently, consistently. And that's my last point. The cornerstone trust principle, constancy, constancy. You need to be constant in the character manifested of Christ. So the quality of being unchanging or unwavering in principles and practices based on a set defined standard. Have you heard there's a consistency all the way through the definitions, a set defined standard if you want to be a man or woman of character a man or woman of competence in regards to being a christian a a man or or woman who's consistent constant in manifesting the character of christ it has to be based on a set defined standard the set defined standard is jesus christ The set defined standard for character, for competence in relating to this world and consistently following through that set defined standard is Christ. That's why it says to look to Jesus, the author and perfecter of your faith. Look to Jesus. Set your mind on things above. That's why it says that. It's constant about Be renewed in the spirit of your mind based upon the image of Christ. The set standard is Christ. That's where we're going to be going in the next several weeks is knowing that Christ lived it. God continues steadfastly, constant in his being, his character, his ability to help, to do, and to be. And then finally, he'll never leave you or forsake you. We need to understand that God is that way. Take a look with me. Hebrews chapter 13. <clears throat> Hebrews 13. I love this passage of scripture. Verse 8. Just look at verse 8. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Did you, do you realize how patient Jesus was with the children of Israel as they wandered through the wilderness? I mean, a crazy patient with them. They kept rebelling. They kept, you know, stepping out on him, unfaithful, unfaithful. And he kept, when they would turn back to him, he would receive them back. Prodigal son over and over and over again. Man, I don't know about you, but I'm thankful that Jesus is always constantly available for me if I mess up. I don't know about you, but that's the one of the rich blessings in this life, brethren. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I'll just jump right across the page. Look at James chapter one, verse seventeen. Just look, just jump, jump across the page. Every good thing given and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shifting shadow. Every blessing in your life has been given to you by God. And he is a constant. He is unchanging. There's no shifting or shadow. What does it mean, no shifting of shadow? Well, think about that. Are shadows always moving? Shadows are always moving. They never stop moving. But God never changes. So we can be very, very thankful for that because once He set something in place, You can say, Lord, you said that and I'm living it because of what you shared and the blessings will come. Look at uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, 1 Corinthians 15. This is a great word of encouragement, a constant. We're called to be a constant in this life. You know, if one man or woman shakes out in the church, it shakes other people, sometimes out. If I were to go belly up in the tank, if you know what that means, it's basically I give up being a Christian and serving the Lord and decide to go serve myself. How many people would go? Well, that was a big stinking lie that he lived all those years, and and I, I'm not following that guy. I'm not. I'm out. You think that would happen? I've seen it happen in other churches. The preacher decides to go do whatever he wants to do because he's supposedly not getting what he thinks he ought to get. Well, I'll tell you what. There's a lot of people that that shake out because of that. You have to decide that you're going to be this 1 Corinthians 1558 man, this 1558 woman. Take a look. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord knowing that your toil is not in vain in the Lord steadfast immovable always abounding brother you're able to do that paul told these christians in this church that were struggling that they are to remain immovable steadfast abounding in the work of the lord it's possible Brother, just as Jesus Christ is a constant, and if you're a Christian, you've been crucified with Christ, it's no longer you, but Christ living in you. Therefore, you can be a constant, just as Jesus was the same yesterday, today, and forever, so you can too. Now, I have a caveat here right now. Well, I love this particular sin, and I've had it yesterday, i got it today, and I'm going to keep holding on to it. So I'll be a constant in people's life. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah, you need to grow up into the holiness, the blamelessness of Christ, and then remain constant. Amen? Okay, so real briefly, character, competence, constancy. You need those three in any relationship. If, you, if one of those is taken away, the triad falls apart. You take away consistency or constancy, the triad's gonna fall apart. You take away character, that triad of gonna, or trust is gonna fall apart. You take away competence, follow through, it's gonna fall apart. You have to have all three. Now we're gonna take a look at the actual specifics in regards to relationships. And that's where we're going. I pray that we will be ready for whatever comes. I don't know what's coming in the close future, but I do know how it all ends. Those who remain faithful get to heaven. Those who don't, won't. So I want all those who I've been teaching to understand how to build trust in God and build trust so others can trust you. Amen. Amen. All right, let's close the word of prayer. Our Holy God in heaven, times times are, are urgent right now that the church have a, really a renewed mindset about what's most important. You know I've noticed people as right near the end of their life, some people are so peaceful, so thankful, so looking forward to that time when they will pass from this life into the next. You know, I think about my father-in-law. Sharon and I were talking about Bob just yesterday. You know, that man had such a peace about him and it seemed as he grew closer to the end, he seemed to be more joyful, more, more responsive to people uh, in a positive, cheerful way. I mean, the nurses just loved him. Father... I've been with other people, though, that were just scratching and clawing for every moment and and demanding and and being brutal with people who weren't doing what they wanted them to do because they were so near to death. It was tragic. And Father, my prayer is, is that we will build such lives that trust you and lives that are trustworthy that will continue right into and through that judgment day when we hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant, and we do enter that rest. It's built upon a trust relationship with you and a trust relationship with those in the body of Christ. I pray that you'll help us to grow in this understanding. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, let's get all excited. Come on, stand up. What does Jesus say to do? He says to go. go. Get all excited. Go tell everybody that Jesus Christ is King. Get all excited, go tell everybody that Jesus Christ is King. Get all excited, go tell everybody that Jesus Christ is King. Jesus Christ is still the King of Kings. King of Kings. Alright, very good, thank you. Thanks once again for listening. To download today's lesson plan or find out more about Cornerstone Truth Podcast and our church, please go to www.cornerstonetruth.org or email us at thecornerstonetruth@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Have a blessed week.